0: I still can't believe we got this project done so fast and so well. When
1: I'm in New York,
0: I'm in Chicago, and I'm in L.A. But
1: we're making it happen in Miro.
0: Together. Our best work just happens faster on Miro's collaborative online whiteboard. No more scheduling meeting after meeting for work that could happen from anywhere. Whether it's getting design feedback here, mapping timelines here,
1: or brainstorming next steps here. It all just happens on the Miro board.
0: Exactly.
1: And it's nice not having to wait an entire day to get sign off from this guy. Hey! Well, it is true. See how Miro users save up to 80 hours every year by meeting less and doing more. Get on board at Miro.com. The first three boards are free forever. That's M
0: I R O.com this is John Roca. One third of the Geek buddies with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own, and some of you reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. everyone and welcome to the spoiler review episode for the third episode of what if here from the geek hey
1: (laughs) this is probably something this is one of those things we should have talked about before you hit
0: record (laughs) i like to be improv man i dig being improv and you may get me up on the fly i'm always better on my toe thinking on my toes than i am you know thinking ahead of time so (laughs) Uh, At least when it comes to this. Um, But yeah, you know, unfortunately for this episode, we do not have Michael Vogel. We do not have Emma 5. Emma 5 still recovering from COVID, begged off on doing the episode. She thought she'd be strong enough, but she had some kind of, uh, 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 you know, she was just a little bit exhausted and felt she didn't want to cough through the whole episode, which we totally respect and understand. I'm sure she'll be back next week. Michael's out of town on a vacation. Couldn't get a Wi-Fi signal strong enough to join us. So Shannon and I are putting this thing together and we hope you'll stick around and hear our thoughts on this particular episode of What If Shannon, how are you? How are you feeling? How are you doing? How are things? Are you excited to talk about episode three of what if? Yeah, this is this was a
1: very, very different episode. I mean, and not that, not that um two episodes in you can really kind of establish really establish a formula or a yeah. pattern outside of the basic what if something were a little different. This one was was definitely a departure oh, yeah. from those first two episodes. Yep. Yeah, that's I'm a great very... point,
0: Shin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, are you, are you hearing me? Uh do I lose you again? No. Can you hear me? Uh oh.
1: Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> doors,
0: doors. Somebody that. called and my
1: my, my oh. AirPod switched over. Okay. I'll I'm very that. I'm very popular. A lot of people call
0: me. <laughs> All right, let me cue you again so I can edit that more cleanly. Um yeah. And this one, this episode is called what if the world lost its mightiest heroes, Shannon, what are your overall thoughts on this episode? Before we get into spoiler territory, Lenny, we're going to get into spoiler territory. Shannon, what do you think overall of this episode?
1: I mean, it was a significant departure from what the first two episodes were. I mean, mm-hmm. three episodes in two episodes in, I don't think enough has happened for us to have sort of an established pattern or formula outside right. of the what if premise that what if something were just a little different. Um, but this one was interesting because again, based off of the old comic series, you could have issues that were just kind of, that, that, were, that were funnier, that were sillier. But yeah. also you could go to the other side of the spectrum where things were a little grim. And this yeah. one definitely introduces us to a world where not everything has gone according to plan.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think this is, I would say, the most original of the first three in that, you know, we kind of saw in the first uh, episode, it was basically, you know, you could boil it down to a little bit of a rehash of Captain America First Avenger. Obviously, there were other things involved there that Captain Carter did really well. And then the second episode was really just basic, the basic framework of Guardians of the Galaxy uh, and, and throw some things and, and make some twists or decisions about characters overall and how, T'Challa really kind of can change everything. We're walking into this with one storyline about uh, Nick Fury bringing the Avengers together and what that leads to. And I think this one opened the door up to a lot of interesting avenues and a lot of interesting uh, paths to walk. That I thought were a little bit more original than the first two films, and I liked that. Oh, first two episodes rather, and I liked that. And you know, we got to uh, see Betty Ross again, which we haven't seen in quite some time since Liv Tyler uh, played the character way back in 2008. And I really appreciated that. We got to see as a little more with Black Widow, a little more of her solving uh, a case here. It's almost like a it was almost like a mystery episode, to be honest with you, a detective story, ironically in the middle of the MCU, but yet uh it went all the way out to asgard and stuff so i liked that the episode had a big scope and a small scope at the same time uh uh telling the story of the avengers what if the avengers had not come together what if something else had gotten the way of that happening so um yeah let's get into it we're, we're, we're going to spoil it here's your last warning if you haven't watched this episode go watch the episode and come back and join us here as we talk about it all right i'm going to go through the days uh, shannon and we'll go quickly uh maybe we'll combine the days into a section so we can just talk about it overall we'll do monday and tuesday first basically this whole episode is told in day breakups monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday uh monday and tuesday with monday we see nick fury and blackwood are meeting up with tony stark at randy's donuts by the way shout out to uh lake bell who is the voice of uh, of black widow in this uh episode and they're trying to recruit tony stark to the avengers uh and uh, event and uh, black widow injects him with something thinking it's gonna cure whatever's been going on in his neck from the iron man 2 but it ends up killing him and the watcher tells us of iron man 2 the hulk and thor joining up as the avengers in a different timeline this is another timeline, and we go to Tuesday. We see Thor's hammer with Coulson and Fury, uh, and we see Black Widow with Romulo. She has been arrested for killing Stark, Fury, and Black Widow walk separately, and he tells her he knows she's innocent, and someone in Shield is setting them up and wants her to figure it out. Gives her a little thing to get out to get out of her cuffs, and then uh, we go into the truck. And uh, Romulo is saying, uh, you know, I don't uh, know what the big deal is about Black Widow. Sure, she can throw a punch, but you got to be, you know, you know, she does it when you're not looking. Uh, you know, a nice little reference there. But Black Widow, meanwhile, in the back of the truck, it has gotten out of the cuffs and is knocking everybody out. Romulo stops the truck, jumps out, opens the door, and Black Widow has disappeared. Um, and then we go to Hawkeye and Fury talking about the hammer. Thor is knocking people out, trying to get to the hammer. An alarm has sounded. Coulson sees him, and he's got great hair, and he's gorgeous. Hawkeye is in the crane, has his bow trained on him. Thor is about to pick up the hammer when he is shot by Hawkeye. Hawkeye says he didn't shoot, He, but there's a, an arrow in Thor. Hawkeye is arrested and imprisoned. Thor is dead, we find out, and Fury is talking to Coulson. Coulson tells him that Hawkeye, uh, while Hawkeye's in the background in the cell there, Hawkeye's not talking to anybody. Barton's not talking to anybody. He keeps saying that it wasn't him, that he doesn't miss. He doesn't shoot. He doesn't do that. So he says, uh, uh, Barton doesn't want to talk to anybody. Colson says, oh, Fury says he'll talk to me. Fury walks in, talks to Barton. Barton doesn't move. He touches Barton. Barton falls over and Barton is dead. So right off the bat, uh, Shannon, we've got Tony Stark dead, uh, Thor dead, and clint barton dead three of the founding members of the avengers are dead here with black widow and fury still rolling around and colson still walking the earth what did you think about this whole intro and did you start to suspect who it might be um probably
1: yes like like uh, <laughs> ba- based off of thor that is yeah. where i'm like oh i wonder if it's i wonder if it's this person ah. um So when the episode started, I mean, that is literally right before Iron Man 2. I mean, you get get Sam Jackson's great speech of, you know, there was an idea that a group of people like from the from the Avengers and Lake Bell, who does a terrific Scarlett Johansson, um, interrupts him. Kind of, you know, cuts his, cuts his legs out from under him with like, yeah, yeah, I've heard the speech. And then she's like, are you sure you want to hang the Avengers initiative on this guy? And he reminds her like, hey, I was able to recruit a, uh, a super spy from Russia. Like, I like I like taking a big swing. Right. And so the scene literally plays out the exact same way leading up to Natasha giving Tony that injection in his yeah. neck. Right. And boom, he falls dead. Uh, so naturally she's the one who did the injection. Naturally. You think it's her. Right. Um, I thought it was so funny as Rumlow and the rest of the, I, what are they? Tack tactical guys. Sure, Um, shield. Yeah bring bring her out that they actually they uh uh animated uh callan mulvey's jack yeah. rollins character who yes. was kind of rumlow's number two in winter soldier the guy with he also was in batman versus superman he yeah. played a, a russian character
0: with the flamethrower yeah that's it. yes
1: yes yeah. yes yes and so you see how good natasha is that i mean fury is saying like i believe you're innocent. Um, I'm going to give you this one thing and that's going to help you get out of here. And then when we go over to New Mexico with the hammer, remember, this is something that like, I certainly forget, but Iron Man two, incredible Hulk and Thor take place all in the same week. I mean, yes. that's from right. phase yes. one.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: So the idea that because Tony Stark is dead, Sam Jackson is now able to be in New Mexico when Thor arrives at shield headquarters right. and the hammer good point so so you know uh 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 not uh, Nick Fury. no 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 uh, uh barton, oh, barton. Uh, yeah, i was yeah. trying to say jeremy renner um yeah. how one very funny moment that he's just like even jackson can't lift his hammer and he does crossfit <laughs> know, um, there is in thor one there is sort of a, an announcement of like hey so and so so get there and they do say jackson so i like that 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 kind of hooks up yeah. um and then yeah I mean uh you see Coulson still has his affinity for superheroes like stare staring yeah. at Thor and his hair uh Barton has the same response as well like wow the guy really does have great hair Coulson was lying about
0: his hair yeah he's gorgeous and,
1: Yeah, <laughs> and, and who knew that a well-placed arrow could kill an Asgardian right Right, I mean that that was certainly shocking to me. I'm like, there's no like, it can't just be a regular arrow. It has to be what one of his sort of trick arrows, a special arrow. But no, like a well placed shot. From a skilled archer, even accidentally, was able to take out an Asgardian. Yeah. And then, when Sam Jackson goes in, also we find out right then Sam Jackson says Barton has wi- has a wife and kids, like he would not do this,
0: right? Right.
1: And we we didn't find that out until Age of Ultron, right? And the fact that <laughs> Fury is telling Coulson this, like this is obviously new information for everyone. Mm-hmm. But he goes in, Barton falls dead. Oh, yeah. But I think after thor i was just kind of like it's it's probably this person and, and we'll we'll yeah. discuss more when we get to it
0: absolutely absolutely yeah I, I agree with you i think there's a lot of what you said that that has a, a perfect connections here in what you're talking about and you have to know the marvel movies to see the places that they're referencing within uh this hope opening first two days here of what's happening so we go into wednesday and look uh, and i'll say this about the episode i should say this before we go on i really like this is kind of a black widow light episode like black widow we saw the movie and now this episode comes out it kind of shows you that there was more to explore here with the black widow character if they had just kind of leaned into a little bit more from the beginning there could have been a whole trilogy of black widow movies shannon now looking at how she's being used if they had this approach and attitude and um point of view back when the avengers were first being put together back with the mcu was first being constructed so although it's not uh, scarlett johansson doing the voice i still think it's great to see the character doing her thing investigating this stuff and exploring what's happening and speaking of that we go into wednesday and uh, black widow is heading to culver university in virginia i don't think that's a real university but you know i don't know i've been i lived in virginia for many many years never heard of culver university but that's me anyway she's, she comes up on betty ross who is voiced by stephanie panicella does a really great job as betty ross tells ross that Stark was murdered uh and asks her to analyze the syringe uh and the reason is because she doesn't want this to be on shield's radar and betty has done a really good job of staying off of shield's radar they analyze she analyzes the syringe says that the needle probably fired a tiny projectile and that the antidote never left the syringe uh black widow asks if it's nanotech betty ross is not willing to commit to that she's like i don't deal with any of that you deal with that now get out of here but just as uh black widow maybe getting ready to leave she spots a cap and a and i think an apron or a t-shirt or a polo shirt from a pizza jacket. parlor with, Oh, jacket sorry from a pizza parlor fury calls to tell her just as she sees this that hawkeye is dead and there's a great pause here some great animation being done here shannon where you're watching the face process the news and we know the relationship between barton and um uh, black widow now in retrospect at that time it was strong as well but in retrospect we can really see uh this moment affect black widow in a powerful way she is not happy and says tell me who i have to kill and then she and then she it starts to kind of analyze who's left with fury over this avengers initiative and realizes that her and banner and fury are the only ones still left standing and then goes to the door because she suspects Banner's there. Betty tries to stop her, says, move or I'll move you. And Banner comes out and says, violence, we don't need to be resorting to violence. That's not going to work out well for anybody. And it's great to hear Mark Ruffalo voicing Banner uh, as well. We cut to Coulson, who's driving down a road, uh, and we see the watcher in the background watching Coulson. <laughs> Uh, and he's getting a call from uh, 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 Fury, and it's a coffee run or whatever. Got him his macchiato, and just then a Bifrost portal appears, and Loki, uh, uh, Thor's homies, and the Asgardians, and the Destroyer all land there on Earth. Loki tries to Nick Fury comes out with his home with his boys there in the trucks and the vans. Loki tries to boast about himself, but Fury's cell phone keeps going off in the middle, of, which I thought was a great moment of comedy. Uh, Ross shows up to confront. Uh, Betty Ross shows, uh, shows up to confront – oh, sorry, Thunderbolt Ross shows up to confront Banner and Black Widow, and then someone shoots Banner – Uh, without ross's permission ross yells out who did that i didn't give the order uh and then we could we juxtapose we go back for between these two scenes loki pulls out what i think is the tesseract uh hulk hulks out as loki frosts up all of shield's trucks and vans benny tries to stop ross but black widow grabs her just as hulk hulks out and explodes sif stops loki back in that section of the of the episode as fury convinces him that they should work together to find who killed thor and loki gives fury until the next morning uh, or the rising of the asgardian sun or whatever he says to find out who did it so let's just take this day because a lot happened on this day here shannon what do you think about how they did stuff reintroducing Betty Ross in essence, kind of opening the door to the possibility that we may get live Tyler back or somebody back as Betty Ross, the idea of Banner and her being connected in this universe, even though they're not as connected in the, uh, in the universe that we've had also Coulson and fury uh, furthering what's going on here and the appearance of Loki. What'd you think?
1: Okay. So starting with uh, black widow approaching Betty Ross, yeah. what's 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 fun is, Remember, these two are in, in our universe are the loves of Bruce Banner. Yeah. So it's like it's like, oh, here's the potential potential love triangle that would right. have happened. That would have happened in our universe as they're talking about the the needle and the tiny projectile. If you had any doubts who the assassin was, yeah. that adjective should have been a pretty big giveaway.
0: Yeah. yeah. When she nanotech. Spots- that was the giveaway. Yeah.
1: When she spots the red hat and the windbreaker, that is the same pizza parlor from Incredible Hulk oh, right. that uh, that Ed Norton. Which remember it wasn't Mark Ruffalo, yeah. it was Ed Norton. Ed Norton had that jacket on. Ed Norton was the one who who posed as the pizza delivery boy for a little bit, so he could get into that lab. Right. Um, when. Uh, 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 Mark Ruffalo then comes out, you get some of those same lines, mirror of those same lines that he said in Avengers, like, let's not do violence. That's not going to work out for anybody. Um, And then when we switch over to Coulson, Clark Gregg, you know, we haven't seen him in the movies since 2012. Like he was was killed in Avengers. He was then resurrected for the agents of uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. television show. Coulson was a great character for the few appearances that we got. And he does some really fun work. Really fun work in this episode. Yeah. Um, as we get to Loki and the Warriors Three and the Asgardian Army's entrance. Um, so that is not the Tesseract. That is called the Casket of Ancient Winters. Okay. And this is the weapon that Laufey used in Thor 1. And then they ended up putting oh, it in Odin's like right. treasure room. That's right. Which, right. you know, they, I think uh, Hela saw it in Ragnarok and was not, was, was not as taken with it as she was obviously the eternal flame or whatever it was. But the thing with the casket of ancient winners, and I don't know where in the timeline this works out, but to use that weapon, I think you have to be a frost giant. So at this point, Loki Loki knows. And you would think that the other Asgardians know. Also, because it's like they have basically sent, they've been sent to avenge Thor's death. Yeah. So again, I don't know where this works out in the Thor movie timeline. So it's like, okay, Odin is in the Odin sleep. Right. Um Loki knows now. So and, and also like based off of the Loki series, we've seen the character development that he has that mm-hmm. he does have some affection for his family and for Thor. Right. Is he where where is he at this point? Is he just using Thor's death as an opportunity to go take over a world or does he honestly want some justice. I mean, yeah. it certainly seems like the former. Yeah. Um, yeah. He doesn't seem that torn up about Thor. Thor being dead. Yeah. And then we cut back over to the university. Um, <laughs> we get Black Widow busting out of the glass and doing her pose, which you know, Elena yeah. called her out for in the Black Widow movie. Um, yeah. And then we get you know some fun action, and then the Hulk, uh, blows up. He blows Hulk- up. He Hulk explodes! Like the moment <laughs> that happened, I was just kind of like, "Oh my God, are they actually going to?" Yep, he blew up. He blew up. <laughs> I, I thought for sure, like, okay, this is going to kill him, and he's going to shrink back down. But no, he actually, he actually blew up. Wow! <laughs> and that was certainly one of the one of the uh, uh, more shocking moments of this yep.
0: episode. Yeah, this is murder. What is happening here, by the way? Killing Barton, killing Thor, killing uh, Stark, and then killing Banner. This is murder that's going on here, and it's uh, pretty overwhelming to look at as you're watching. Yes, and it, by the way, the animation incredible in this. Love the animation in this episode, but but the what's happening here, the the um the weight of it starts to hit you after the Hulk situation. It starts to feel like, oh man, what is really going on here? And you appreciate that Marvel's willing to kind of walk into this pg-13 maybe r-rated territory a little bit by showing these deaths um all right we head to manassas virginia next black widow is at a library trying to get into the avengers initiative file using colson's password (laughs) which is very very funny steve 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 (laughs) i heart steve 0704 i think that's right but just as she's accessing the file she hears someone behind her uh then she turns back around to the computer she opens up a few files sees that a woman who died two years ago accessed the database. We see that, uh, hope I think it's Hope Van Dyne that comes up with the X mark, or is it Janet? One of those comes up with the X mark. She calls Fury, but just as she calls Fury, Black Widow is attacked by something she can't see and leaves a message for Fury as she's dragged away about Hope. It's all about Hope before she's taken. Colson and Fury have an exchange, and he says he's not the only Avenger left. He grabs the beeper for Captain Marvel, but doesn't use it, and the clue... That Hope, because uh, we went to the diner, the clue that um, uh, Black Widow left on his voicemail message finally hits him about Hope. So he puts the uh, uh, the uh, beeper away and heads off to see Loki. Uh, he goes up on the Destroyer. The Destroyer is standing guard. We head to Thursday. Fury shows up at Hope Van Dyne's headstone. Hank Pym is the one who shows up looking like Yellow Jacket, like we saw Corey stole in uh, uh the first ant-man movie he is mad because hope and janet have died in the same way in service of shield fury asks Pim if it was okay to kill all the heroes as a result he is maniacal and then he tells uh, or we flashback as he talks about his anger towards shield and fury we flashback to see all the different ways that he killed everyone that he killed all the heroes that he killed and he gets fury gets him to admit that he killed thor fury all of a sudden uh, yellow jacket attacks him and Fury goes toe to toe with him. I will tell you this when he smacked Yellow Jacket down, in my mind, I'm like, wait a minute. And then when he started disappearing, I was like, oh, this is brilliant. Uh, and he is kicking Yellow Jacket's ass. And he becomes clear that this is Loki. Fury hands him over uh, that Loki has been tricking him. Then uh, uh, Loki shows himself. Fury walks out from behind him. Uh, Fury reminds Pim what Shield stood for and then hands him over to Loki as Pim yells at him to honor hope. And Loki says he wants to stay. And we cut to him going to the United Nations, announces that he has united the entire world under his command, and we get his, you were made to be ruled speech. Fury and Coulson talk about the Avengers idea over the caskets of these fallen heroes, saying that the Avengers idea is an affirmation of humanity's need, that in their darkest hour, they will find their heroes. And we go to Fury, finding Captain America's shield as Captain Amer- Marvel shows up uh and yeah i think we are headed to a way bigger universe within this what if now it seems like we're setting up loki as the big baddie as we go forward here um in this uh what if universe okay so what do you think of all of this here uh with the uh with the uh with uh, the hank pym revelation here black widow kind of discovering what happened and i think dead as well killed by hank pym as well then uh loki and uh, fury working together to trick pym Fury being handed or a uh, pimp being handed over, but in the end, Loki stays to rule Earth for now. So, what would you think about this whole ending um, of this episode, there, Shannon? Very
1: funny phone conversation between Clark Gregg and Lake Bell oh talking God. about it's Coulson's so password. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving you my password. It made me think <laughs> of uh, uh, that Seinfeld episode where Costanza wouldn't give away his ATM <laughs> code. <laughs> um. That's great. Very, very funny interplay. But then as she does access the files, that she can see who's looked up the Avengers initiative. This is where I get a little confused. Okay. I wish I wish Vogel and Emma were here. Yeah. Um, but it's it shows Janet Van Dyne with a red X yeah. over her over her face. Right. She is someone that has looked up these files. You also see, you see Colson, you see Maria Hill. So at this point, I'm kind of like, okay, did Janet, you know, uh, Maybe hope popped up as well, and we just didn't see it. But Natasha says, how did a woman who died two Black. years ago access these files? And at that point, you know, you see the the lurking assassin. Mm-hmm. Black Widow does her best, but gets beaten. And also, it looks like she shrinks. Like, she's reaching oh. out for something, and it looks like she shrinks. Yeah, maybe. Um, again, I'm, I might be wrong there. I don't think I am. One yeah. thing, like, again, I was pretty sure it was Hank from the beginning right um and and this is not me like you know this is like one of the few times that i had a prediction and it ended up being right (laughs) (laughs) i'm still on the mephisto train um (laughs) but yeah but but i will watch the episodes with the subtitles on because i want to make sure that i catch everything and when natasha is saying it's all about hope Hope is capitalized. And I was like, ah. oh, so if you're watching this and you didn't know this, this was a potential spoiler. Right. Um, I love that Sam Jackson was in that same diner in New Mexico yes. where Thor was. And he, you know, slams the, breaks the coffee mug asking for another. Yeah. Um, Sam then going, <laughs> going to see Loki, the sound design on the Destroyer still as impressive as ever. Oh, yeah. Like like amongst the MCU movies, I think Thor is Closer to the bottom of the list, but there were so many things about that movie that were fantastic, and the audio design is is definitely one of them. Like it yeah, was just great. I love that when Sam Jackson shows up at that cemetery in San Francisco, that's a that's a similar shot to the um, memorial park for The Vanished. Oh in yeah, Endgame. that's
0: right, that's right.
1: Good point. It's a very it's a very very similar shot, and then you see. Well, isn't um, it also
0: a similar shot to when they walk up on Fury's headstone uh, as well? In uh, was it Civil War when they walk it, up to their it? Soul Winter. A Winter Soldier. That's it. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, because I don't think it's a big wide shot. I think okay. it's 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 closer in. I mean, the, the okay. giveaway here was just the angle of the of the Golden Gate Bridge.
0: Okay. Oh, that's right. Fair enough. Okay, go ahead, man. Sorry, but smart move on the on
1: on the filmmakers because Michael Douglas is not listed in the opening credits. Right. So I was like, oh, that was that was a smart move because again, that would have been a dead giveaway that Hank Pym is the guy. Right. So then when a Fury says, you know, hope died uh, agent hope van dyne died uh, in service to shield on a mission in odessa mm. two years ago so this would be 2010 i think so in captain america winter soldier uh, black widow i think she said and i that's 2014 ish black widow says her first experience with the winter soldier she was in odessa five years before wow. smuggling out a scientist and the winter soldier shot through natasha to get to this scientist so perhaps in this universe it was hope on that mission and not Natasha and that is how hope died Yep. so so I I mean I still get a little confused of like okay did Janet is she in the quantum realm in this universe or did she die someplace else because the the what they're telling us is hope died two years ago so Mm -hmm. but Janet is the one who accessed those files at least according I I
0: thought it was Hank I thought it was Hank accessing the files through Janet's uh, password
1: well no hank accessed the files but he used janet's password what's so what's how said? was yeah. how was natasha how did she say how did a woman who died two years ago oh. hope's the one that died two years ago oh, not okay. janet so,
0: uh, could, could or, he have used or, or, hopes uh passcode
1: i mean hope didn't pop up it was it was janet's right. janet. um yeah. so yeah. that's why i'm that's why i was cute confused like did hmm. janet not Get lost in the quantum realm. Did she and Hope both happen to die two years ago? Oh, um, maybe. I, I'm sure there's something I'm missing okay. that that hopefully someone in the comments comments can correct me. Okay. Um, but yeah, the moment that Sam Jackson smacks Hank down wow. and then does that flip over him, and Michael Douglas with a great line like, "Ah, you're pretty spry for a guy with a corner office." <laughs> great joke. Great yeah. delivery we quickly figure out it's loki and as this day ends we think oh in this universe fury and loki actually partner up nope the next day they're walking <laughs> into the un un flanked by asgardian soldiers and you see you get that speech that he does from the avengers like you know you're you were made to be ruled now yeah. cut over to a shield headquarters where they have all the bodies which shocking to think that they would still have Thor's body I would yeah. think I would yeah, think the point.
0: Asgardians would want that back <laughs> yeah that's a good point actually that's a good ding on the episode for sure yeah
1: but again maybe Loki doesn't care I mean maybe ultimately he just want he just wanted to rule someplace <laughs> uh, um I love that Sam then goes and you know he wipes the snow off the shield and right. it says welcome back captain and it, like that's what we, as the audience we think he's talking to Captain America but then we see that that yellow glow that golden glow and he looks over and there's there's captain marvel so in this world the avengers that he's assembling thus far he's got captain america and captain marvel not a bad start
0: right well i mean people thought that all this all these episodes connect possibly into an overall universe so how can we have a captain america when we've got a captain carter in this in this universe so how well, are these two are clearly
1: work? not these aren't the same i mean these are different universes
0: yeah it seems like yeah it seems like different universes we're exploring without the throughout this thing a lot of people thought this would be an overall mcu but like you said we revealed or we've talked about in the last couple episodes that they revealed through some of the marketing or some of the toys that were released the guardians of the multiverse so maybe this is all of them from multiple universes being involved in this whole situation so it could be curious if we get a captain america who meets up with a captain carter what that conversation is going to be like for sure uh, we'll love Flourish there too. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, I like that ending. I like that we've got Captain Marvel back. And of course, it's not going to be voiced by Brie Larson. Uh, so we'll see where she pops up. Uh, this is the extent to which I've been issued the episodes. I don't know four, five, and six uh, or anything that's coming down the pike just yet. So I'm back in the camp with you all just waiting for them to drop episodes <laughs> so we can take a look at it. So I'm excited to see where we go from here. But I thought overall, this is a damn good episode. Even better on a sec- on a rewatch where I was able to relax and just watch how they were laying the groundwork for everything to lead to where Hank – where it's Hank Pym. And, yeah, it seemed pretty obvious it was Hank Pym, especially once he started – once I said nanotech, uh, that was uh, a big, big hint for me. Then the whole thing and then smacking down uh, Hank Pym uh, when he's yellow jacket worked. But I like the idea that, yeah, in this universe, it isn't Corey Stoll's character that becomes uh, yellow Jacket. Uh, in this universe, it becomes uh, Hank Pym, who, who was working on the yellow jacket stuff who becomes yellow jacket and and is consumed by that uh, serum that is in Yellow Jacket, just as Corey Stoll's character was, and becomes well. Uh, that amazing.
1: and also perhaps the, the the loss of his wife, yeah. followed by the loss of his daughter, right, was right. enough for him to finally snap.
0: Yeah, to snap exactly. And, and it wasn't like Hank Pym was a a cool, level headed guy to begin with. So yeah, he's, the intelligence <laughs> along with the anger combined for sure. So that made so much sense. So now we'll see where where we pick up later on down the road with Loki in charge of this universe. What this leads to. Overall, and if Sam and or Nick Fury rather now has to put together a new stable of Avengers to go and take on Loki, and where that leads us to, for sure. So I'm excited for that. uh But I'm really excited that we got Betty Ross, dude. I mean, enough is enough already. Move, weave them back into the MCU. If you can't have Thunderbolt Ross, I'll be goddamned if you can't have Betty Ross. So bring Betty Ross back into the MCU. Whatever, you want to bring Colly, you want to bring Liv Tyler. I don't give a shit. Bring Betty Ross into. The universe once and for all and cut it out with this black widow hulk stuff which i think they have so let's have uh, ruffalo focus or banner focus on being with betty and let's start that as a love affair in the second or in the in the fourth phase of the mcu i'd like to see that myself personally
1: yeah, I mean, I, I, like the only thing that we know thus far that um, Mark Ruffalo is going to be in a She-Hulk, and so yeah, yeah, I don't think it will be there because right. he is essentially going to be a supporting character in someone else's show. Because right. um, right. I think they had said there were going to be ten of those, so I he I highly doubt Ruffalo will be in all ten. Like right. he, he's no, no, no. he's going to be in like maybe maybe two, two mm-hmm. or three. I mean, it's ultimately going to be about Jennifer's journey and not Bruce's but yeah I mean it'll be interesting to see like they still can't do a solo Hulk movie as I understand it because the rights are still tied up with Universal having the distribution rights um so at this point like I don't see a way for them to bring her back um but as we know like Marvel has years and years planned that we don't know about yet so maybe there is a maybe there is what if there were a universe that (laughs) Liv Tyler made her way back into a Marvel movie
0: Well, and also, like, you know, they certainly worked it out with Sony to get Spider-Man. And I would argue that's probably a way more difficult task than getting Hulk from Universal. So clearly, they didn't sense that they needed to necessarily get the rights from Universal to do a Hulk standalone movie. They don't sense that there have been two already that didn't do well overall. So maybe they sense they didn't want to go back to that well just yet. And when it's time to go back to that well, they will and make a negotiation and do whatever they need to do to be able to get the Hulk rights to be able to do a standalone movie as well but if you can show betty ross in the what if you can definitely i think show betty ross uh in uh in the mcu live action i would think right i mean that's don't you have to pay for the rights animated or otherwise too?
1: um that no i don't think they have to they didn't have to pay universal for the rights to use betty ross i think they just can't marvel can't release a hulk movie without Got universal okay. being involved so they and they in terms betty of ross well but it just depends on like what what the particular story needs yeah like do do you like the the for for how however it turned out i mean the black widow hulk romance worked on paper because they were in they they were on the team together right they were around each other that made sense i mean is there it just depends is there a story where mark ruffalo ends up being around betty ross again for this for this relationship to continue it just okay. it just depends on the story. Yeah, good to know. Good
0: to know. All right. Any final words on this episode, uh, Shannon? As we head into the uh, next uh, episode here of, of What If, the fourth episode.
1: Well, I think they're definitely uh, preparing the audience for not all of for for some of these stories are not going to have the happiest endings. Mm-hmm. Hence uh, the zombies that we've seen <laughs> in in the previews. Oh, so. Man. That's not always. It's not, the what if isn't always going to work out for the best, a la T'Challa.
0: <laughs> that's true. It's a good point. What if avenger zombies? Oh man, that's going to be interesting for sure. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Uh, all right. Well, let us know what you thought in the comments section below. Remember to hit a like on this video and share it on your social media. Mike's not here to do all this, so please remember to do that. Subscribe to the channel below. Hit that like button. um And yeah, leave us a bunch of comments with you. The answer to Shannon's question. My my theory is that Hank Pym accessed it through uh, Hope Van Dyne's uh, um, uh, passwords, but maybe there's another theory out there you guys have of how he was able to have access to all this stuff. We shall see. Let us know. And what you thought about oh, everything they presented here and this kind of alternate universe, alternate timeline and all the stuff that happened what did you think? Let us know. If you listen to the podcast, make sure you download the podcast. We'll go subscribe to there wherever you find the Geek Buddies. I'm sorry, wherever you download podcasts, go find the Geek Buddies. Subscribe to it. Leave us stars. Leave us reviews. Do all the positive things and then share it on social media. That's how you bring more and more people to the table and grow the Geek Buddies Nation for sure. Shannon, what do you have to tell them?
1: yeah you would like to follow us on social media on twitter it's at geek underscore buddies on instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies if you'd like to follow me on social media on twitter it's at shannon underscore mcclung on instagram at shannon the geek buddy if you would like to follow the absent michael vogel it is at mk tune if you would like to follow mr roca it is at the roca says
0: all right there you go thank you all so much and uh, we'll talk to you next time with another brand new spoiler review episode